following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And how about this? We are live in studio inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. (laughs) This is Mix Shots. We've got a new team with all the draft picks. We've got a new season staring us in the face. We might even have a new schedule coming up next week. And we've got a new show for you right here. And wow, it's great. You know what the best thing about being back live in studio is that I'm not using my iPad as my camera so I can actually <laughs> look things up. I can look things up on my iPad and I we know won't, Everson we won't you be feel so stumped. Yeah, you uh, feel this you feel the same way. <laughs> we can't get Everson off his phone over here. And you don't have to worry about your Wi-Fi. Everson doesn't have to worry about connecting his That's volume. Right. That's right. And I had to switch seats, but I've got all this plexiglass in front of me. I feel like I'm at a hockey game. And I have to wear pants. So, yeah. Oh, it's, no. It's, it's different, <laughs> man. Right. It's way That's different. Other. But it looks good. You guys look good. Thank Everybody you. looks the my, same. My huh? best cowboy shirt on. I love this color. I, oh, I just came shirt. from working out. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Hopefully you showered. <laughs> I did not shower. Oh, no. no. Well, good. Workout That's, shirt what, the, on that's what the plexiglass is for. Exactly. Grabbed a golf shirt and put it on, and here we are. There's a bunch of guys around here, man. We're not that vain. We're good. We're good. So, <laughs> yeah, to talk about on this edition of Mix Shots. Boy, I think we got a whole bunch yes. of things uh-huh. between the drafts, mm-hmm. some of the picks, mm-hmm. what you like, what you didn't like. Let you know how let you know how bad my pick was for the Cowboys. Well, we found out a little more about that. It wasn't that you had a bad pick there. Uh, he had an issue apparently yes. that made him uh, had a drop. medical issue. Yeah, yes. a medical issue that uh, apparently. Uh, who did he go to? Cleveland. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, Cleveland. Good young uh, team. They got nice to the bottom of team. it, and he got cleared in time to be drafted in the second round. Yeah. And of course, we're talking about JOK Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Uh, and as we go forth uh, in the career of one Kelvin Joseph, the Cowboys' second round pick, the cornerback, will be also charting what JOK does with the Cleveland Browns yes, in his career. Yeah. That's one should, of the great he things. Do well. He should do well. That's a nice young team there. Mm-hmm. I think he'll fit in real good then, Cliff. Yeah. And, yeah. We'll, and we'll get rid of the uh, elephant in the room right now because my pick was their pick. How about that? <laughs> How in about fact, that? In fact, yes. Mickey, ever since he saw that first highlight film <laughs> of, of Michael Parsons. I've been killing him with this. I mean, no, that, you, this no, was me back. too. No, you sold us all. You know, Mickey you sold does us all, Spags. Mickey, because uh, he's so busy during the season, doesn't look at any of these guys. And I was kind of like that this year. The, the college season was so disjointed. That I wasn't paying that close of attention, and so as soon as as soon as the Cowboys season was over, I think Mickey got on YouTube and he had heard about this Micah Parsons character, and he said he immediately said, "Well, I got my pick for the Cowboys yes. right there." Yes. Sure enough, yes, I wanted to see somebody else that showed up better than this guy because he was the best <laughs> defensive player in the draft. And most versatile. You know, they keep showing the uh, the highlights from this this Memphis game like at AT and T Stadium, uh-huh. the Cotton Bowl. Right, yeah. but I, I saw highlights against other teams, like the Big Ten teams, and and he's just so instinctive and so versatile and so big and fast. Athletic. And it's like he had 14 tackles in that game, two for losses. He had a couple sacks. He had a forced fumble, a pass broken up. <laughs> and they looked- still scored 30-some points <laughs> against Penn State. Did they really? Yeah, wow. it was like a 53-39 game or something like that, 53 But, I mean, 34. if you look at all of his games, they, they all look just like this. Right. I mean, they all look like this to where he's making tackles for losses. It seems as if he intimidates the opponent as he approaches them because his, uh, his aggressiveness is so quick, it's so fast, it's in your face, and before you know it, 
you know, you're like a deer in headlights. And they just stand there, and, and, and he takes them down so quickly. It's not like he has uh, he sizes them up or anything like that. No, he goes directly for it. He's heat-seeking. I think he said, uh, did the water boy. Yeah. yeah. The water boy, <laughs> see ball, go the ball, or something like yeah. that. And, and that's pretty much how he does it. He looks like water boy out there. And I'll you tell know? you what, when you see him in person, he, he doesn't look that big. But they he measured six three and a half two forty six, and I and mean, a four three six. Yeah, and a Ooh, four three six. Is impressive. <laughs> and see, that's where it comes from. The, not only does he have speed, it's controlled speed. It's not like he's just out of control. Uh, they had a lot of. Uh, uh, criticism about JOK in regards to in space, sometimes he is out of control. He's going so fast for it mm-hmm. that he misses a lot of tackles. Parsons doesn't necessarily have that uh, critique because uh, he's, he's more of a sure tackler and he approaches at just the right angle and he approaches it quickly. And that's what I like about yeah, it. Yeah, and I didn't know if he was that instinctive or if he prepared so well that he was seeing things uh, ahead of time. And I think I, the answer I got was he's pretty instinctive, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a, a good trait, right? Uh, and I thought he handled himself well in the press conference. It seems to have a nice personality. Mm-hmm. Sound like uh, he was Great pretty, family. pretty funny about the family yeah. moving here. And he goes, yeah, they can move here, but they ain't getting my address. <laughs> we can meet you at can the restaurant. And they're all cowboy fans, so they're right. going to be bugging the heck out of Jerry Jones, I'm sure, throughout the <laughs> oh, entire they, season. They came in here, a dad and, and one of his brothers, and, and, and they were walking through like they owned the place yes. and doing interviews. Like, hey, this is where we belong. We've been. Right? They could see this a long time ago uh, in their in their future because they were cowboy fans all the way, living in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So you know that's Imagine tough. That. That's yeah. true cowboy fans when you're cowboy fan in Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, everybody. I know everybody wanted a corner. Uh, I get it. They were gone, and I heard somebody say, "Oh, when the two corners went, the Cowboys just got discombobulated." They did not. Oh. They had planned ahead what was going to take place if the two corners had been gone. And 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 Stephen Jones talked about it. How they went through scenarios. If they're gone, then what are we going to do? And they, and they knew what they were going to do. They were so prepared that they were able to trade down and pick mm-hmm. up an extra third right. round pick right. and, and still get Good their move. guy because they were. They were prepared enough to know what the Giants were looking for, what the Giants roster looked like. They have a middle linebacker. They're not going to be interested in Parsons. They yep. need to improve their their offense, which is what the, they wind up trading down. And they picked up a future first-round pick. They got Kadarius Toney at number 20, a wide receiver. And then they knew the Eagles were coming up for a wide receiver because they were desperate for a wide receiver. And they knew that if uh, with Devontae uh, Smith, you know, he yes. was, was going to either play for the Giants or the Eagles. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why this this whole thing is so 1980s. Oh, you traded with a team from the NFC East and you gave them Devontae. <laughs> and as it, one of the two was going to get Devontae Smith. And as it turned out, the Eagles were going to get Devontae Smith yeah. because the Bears were still going to trade up with the Giants and they were going to trade down right. because they were offering a first round uh, pick. And uh, and and I think that and I'm sure the Cowboys had that same offer from the Bears. And but I think it was prudent on the Cowboys part to go ahead and get Micah Parsons because you're trading down to 20 and you're not getting the same type player. And then this notion that they should have traded up, well, the two teams ahead them, that's who they were going to take. Right. They're not going to trade with you because you got to come clean and say, okay, what do you want? Oh, that's who we're taking. We're not interested. So you couldn't trade up with any either of those two teams. And probably to go above both of them, you were going to give up a third-round pick, if not more. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a second-round pick. Yeah. You know, what, just if, like you did when you went up for to get Mo Claiborne. I, I, just, I just wasn't... Uh... In, in the in the same area code in regards to, to drafting a cornerback. I would have been pretty upset. It, it would have been another uh, insurrection uh, at the star. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been a one-man insurrection. I would have been upset. So the cornerback upset. didn't want a cornerback. The cornerback yeah. did not want a cornerback. Well, I'm sitting there with uh, Brad Sham. I was at a draft party. I'm sitting there with Brad Sham. Hadn't seen him in a while. It's so great to talk to him. And, of course, you know, Brad, he's kind of like Spags. I mean, you've seen so much. You know what I mean? You're not going to be surprised by anything. As much as he wanted Parsons, just like you wanted Parsons, he was pretty realistic about the Cowboys might take Slater. 
You know, mm-hmm. when it was left there, he's yeah. like, well, we might take Slater. And I'm I just, I'm, too, that, I'm that's all the other in guy. his ear. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, man, why would we take Slater? We need somebody to stop the run. Slater can't stop the run. And he's, of course, he's being, mm-hmm. you know, just being like, like, like you guys, you know, very, very matter of fact about it. And I was not, I would not have been happy if we would have uh, chosen Sertan. I just wouldn't. Sir, wouldn't Sir Tan, the corner? Or, not the cornerback. No, yeah, I would not right. been having with or he or, or, uh, yeah. or, or Horn or, no, no. or the offensive That's tackle. That's just not yeah. what we needed. We, I, this is what we needed. This is the kind of guy we need on this team. Let's face it. Quarterback is always the leader of the team, but mostly the leader of the offense. A good, strong uh, uh, just a capable middle linebacker. That's the leader of the defense. Well, and, and uh, Mickey, you hit on it in the way he handled himself at the press conference and so forth. He, he just uh, has a, a confident swagger about him. You know, he walks into the room and you can tell that and he's not, you know, in his interviews, he's not real outspoken, uh, but uh, just watching him converse with people, he mm-hmm. was kind of like that. He was kind of the alpha personality yeah. in the room when he, when he walked in. And, and I stuff. want somebody like that. On yes, the field. Sir. That's right. Yes, sir. And, and I can right. really you. see it Thank taking you. it to the nth degree when he's in the locker room. You know, yeah. he's going to be walking in that locker room, and you're going to know, oh, that's the first round draft pick that just walked and in. And you're going to know that's the middle linebacker. Exactly. That's what you're going to know because he's not going to be sitting there talking about, about being in a Zen moment after a game, after we got run off for like 300 plus yards, <laughs> you know, talking about where he's he is a- in life and, and the cosmos and all that. No, he- I want to do. And this this is just me. I like middle linebackers who are intelligent and instinctive, but I don't want to be too smart. You know, I want to I want to be you know, I just want to be able to say, look, I'm hey, go run through that wall. All right. I'm going to run through that wall. I don't want to be like, well, let me see. What what material is that? No, I, no, I don't know if I want to. No, I want a guy that's going to be like, you know what? Don't ask me to do it. I'm going to do it, and I want you guys to follow me. That's the kind of dude he is. You know, you know what? He's going, to, he's going to be the best interview on the team, too. Yeah, oh, you know? absolutely. you and got to watch the PR. They're going to have to watch what he says sometimes because he keeps it real. Right. I mean, he doesn't put on any airs when he when he talks. You know, he uh, But he he says whatever's on his mind. And and that's that, – that's, they need that, they right? Need they need it. They need it. It's almost like, you know how a quarterback, usually everybody kind of gravitate. They're going to gravitate to this guy. That's what I'm talking right? about. Right? They will gravitate. And we're going to be him. apologizing for him. I'd love to do that. Just apologize for him because he's going to say something crazy. Uh, right? He's going to do something crazy. I, I love it. That's what middle linebackers do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the beauty of his – he's versatile. So, you know, they talked about him being like a designated pass rusher, too. So if you've got yes. multiple linebackers oh on the field, you don't know what that guy's responsibility is going to be. He can drop into coverage. Yes, he can. He can rush the quarterback. He can spy the quarterback. You know, and and if it's a passing down, he can still play the run. I agree. Right? Hey, you heard Dan Quinn. Right. You heard him talk about we're gonna we're not a three four, but mm-hmm. we're gonna it's gonna it look, look it, like at times will yeah. look like a three four. They can have a package out there, even in their base defense, they could have a package out there with the skill set that both these rookie linebackers have, Jabril mm-hmm. Cox as yep. well as Micah Parsons, yep. where you can have all four of those linebackers on the field at the same time. I mean, I, uh, Parsons could play. Uh, any linebacker spot. Jabril Cox, he's he is best on the outside. Okay, he reminds you, me of JOK. And, and, he and reminds you could me have, of JOK. So you could have you could run a three four and have Layton and and Jalen in the middle, or you can have Layton and Parsons in the middle, and you can have Jalen on one side and uh, Cox on the other side. Yeah. You really could. And absolutely. That might be the best defense they put out there. And then and then just keep Leighton Vanderish healthy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and this will be the best linebacking yeah. core they've had as a group in quite some time. And 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 everybody says, Well, is the linebacker gonna win a game for you? These guys can win yes, a game you for can. you. You yes, can control they can. a game from absolutely. the linebacker position. Of course you can. And, and 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 you know, and hopefully that the the dump truck that they drafted to play the nose tackle at three hundred and thirty pounds, <laughs> Hannah, uh, keep some people off of those that's guys. Right, that's what Randy White has always said. Because you know, for years I did uh, 
pregame show on CBS 11 with the Manster, and he always said, what we need is that big bazooka in the middle. I don't understand why we don't get that big bazooka in the, in the middle. And they got the big bazooka. Uh, looking for another Bo- John Dutton. That's what he wants. Quentin, uh, Quentin Bohan is their big bazooka in the middle. Now hopefully he can play, right? Uh, yeah, well, no, being big I think he thing. just has to stand just there. Just stand there? <laughs> did, did you did you did you? I thought they were getting that with Don Terry Poe. Did you catch what Quinn had to say about him when he talked about him uh, Saturday night when he came in for his interview, and they asked somebody asked him about that. He goes, "Yeah, he goes, you know, and I, I think the guy can, we can, he, he's versatile enough. We'll put him on the edge." And there was this silence. He goes, "Okay, just kidding." He goes, "He goes, he's a nose tackle," and he goes, "Sometimes he's going to play." Right here, meaning over the center. And he said, other times he's going to play right, right here. here. <laughs> like six inches yeah, over. Right. Yeah. That's he, on the edge. He is, he's gonna he is not the going edge of the center. The edge of the center shoulder, yeah. That's right? <laughs> you know, and then the, the, the good thing is, is they did draft a couple guys to play inside, veteran guys that can hold down the fort and maybe till some of these young guys are ready to go. Uh, and uh, But... but not at linebacker because this guy is going to be ready to go. Uh, and 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 I'll tell you what. And even I saw Rich Dalrymple, the Cowboys PR director, was taking him somewhere. I don't know. And I was walking behind him, and and, and it was like he was talking to Rich like they had been best friends. Like mm-hmm. you know, they it, it just came so easy to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, can't wait well, to get well, here. and you look back in his history. I know we've we've said ever since Jalen's been here because he's he's a player that's best going forward. That okay, rush him, you know, play him at rush in, and they've used him on the line at times, a lot of times, like as an inside rush or whatever. But he hasn't worked at it. He's not, you know. Parsons has it in his background mm-hmm. as an edge rusher he, going back to eighth grade. Well, even before eighth grade, right. probably. Defensive end. He was a defensive well, end. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and when he went to Penn State, he, they they recruited him, and he thought he was going to be an edge rusher, and they moved him to linebacker. Everson, remember what you were doing in eighth grade? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Did, Not, did, I don't think I was playing football. I think I, no, I was at Richardson Junior High, which does not exist anymore. And you weren't – and but it, it you, it fed into Berkner High School. Yes, it okay. did. Yes, it did. Now in Texas, an eighth grader can't play varsity football. But if, oh, no, but no. if no, they, I, I, if an they, eighth grader they wanted me, but I was my mom said no. Yeah, <laughs> if an eighth grader could play varsity football in Texas, would you have played on the varsity? What what level would you have played on as an eighth if grader? If I was considered. Yeah. If they consider me playing a varsity, I'm, I'm playing varsity. You would love to play varsity. To play would varsity. you play varsity? I mean, if, would they? Would they? Would you have made the varsity? If they, if they considered me, you come on, man. You talking oh, to a guy who's got playing, a lot of confidence, he'd man. He'd have been playing basketball. I've been playing, but yeah, yeah. You play varsity. I want to play basketball. basketball. Right. Definitely, that would have been so, the case. Yes. Micah Parsons started on the varsity as an eighth grader in Pennsylvania. You're lying. No. He started on the varsity. He put up big numbers. He had, as a freshman in high school, he had like 18 and a half sacks. Wow. And then he transferred to Harrisburg High School, one this of the high schools. Grown man. And then, and then by man. the time he was a senior, he was a running back and a defensive end. I saw that. Yeah. 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 So nobody when, wanted to tackle him. Yeah. <laughs> running back, he's, he's my personal protector on the punt team because we're going to snap him the ball. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, don't, don't, hey, don't spill oh. the beans, man. Oh, okay. Don't spill Sorry. the beans, Spags. Like, well, like the NFL doesn't know that Fossil's got that. <laughs> he, he never runs trick plays on No, the, uh, never, never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, we need to slow uh, Fossil down. We need to slow him down. Fossil yeah. <laughs> down. Uh, okay, we'll move on in our next segment. We'll move on to the second round pick because okay. I want to get the cornerback talking about the cornerback mm-hmm. there. But uh, how about the way the draft started and with the third pick, Trey Lance going to San Francisco? Yeah, I I wasn't sure they were going there. I thought they had moved up for. I mean, that's what every, for everyone Justin thought. Fields, Matt, right? Matt, Matt Jones, Jones or Matt, Justin Fields thought, yeah, because they Justin didn't let Fields. they didn't let anybody in their organization know that it was going to be Trey Lance. Yeah, that is an extremely risky pick. You know, Don't but you I love it. Expensive, I love it though. I, How much it cost them oh, to move sure. up to get him? Yeah, wow. I mean, it's and three that. first round draft picks and a third or whatever this year, and then I, next year three for three ones. Three. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. hadn't yeah. thrown four hundred passes. Am I correct? No, three out yeah, three hundred eighteen passes in his career. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now he's awfully. He's barely throwing three hundred. He's awfully <laughs> athletic, though. When I saw his, oh, no doubt about it. But my goodness. But, but the reason I love it is because Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, uh, but Shanahan had the conviction that this guy is my guy, and they don't care what any of the so-called experts are saying about it or anybody else in the league are saying about it. This is my guy, and he's only 20 years old. He doesn't have to play this year. Patrick Mahomes Uh, didn't play his rookie year. I've got a quarterback in Garoppolo that's taking our team to the Super Bowl, but it's worth this investment. I believe in this guy so much that – and I heard an interview with John Lynch and Shanahan. They were uh, you know, back in January. Shanahan uh, late at night called Lynch and said, that I, I'm just mesmerized by this. Well, guy. his personality is amazing. Yeah, no, he he gives great interviews. Yeah, I mean, he, but he was talking about the film that he's watching of, of him. Of course, of and, course. And, yeah. he was, and so Lynch said he stayed up till two thirty in the morning watching him, and that's when they knew they had their guy. That was back in January, and of course. You knew they they had someone that they had pegged to give up that much. But they're what, not, but they're not the giving odds, up that much just on a win. You, it wasn't you like barely throw three hundred passes. We'll, we'll just take right. somebody. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Hey, and before we go to break, since we were on the linebackers, let's just clear up this notion that the Cowboys didn't pick up Leighton Vander Esch's fifth year option because they drafted these other. Uh, linebackers Parsons and Jabril Cox, and they're next year they're not going to need Leighton Vanderish. They didn't pick up the option because of the salary cap. They were trying uh, to negotiate an extension mm-hmm. to decrease his cap hit next year, which is $9.1 million guaranteed. And they felt like not knowing what the cap's going to be, not knowing what – uh, the revenue this year in the NFL is going to be with how, how many people are going to be allowed to go to games. You, you just couldn't afford $9 million at that one position at linebacker. So they'll continue, and Steven said it, they'll continue to try to sign him to an extension to lower what that cap hit is next year. They want Leighton Vander okay. on this team. They want him, as Steven said, I want him here for four or five more years, but we got to be smart on how we structure the contract. So that's why it wasn't picked up. It didn't have anything to do uh, with who they drafted or Leighton isn't good enough. Uh, and then the other safety thing they probably wanted to do is put some roster bonus, or not roster bonus, per game bonuses in there because of his injury history. And you can still earn the money, uh, but you got to be on the field. So I, I just knew right things, away, I'm thinking, okay, we drafted all these linebackers and, and no telling what we signed yeah. afterwards. I thought he was out. Considering but, his injuries and things of that nature, I thought that the Cowboys had washed their hands of him. I mean, I'm kind of glad to hear that, that they haven't because, of course, he's an amazing player. I've, I've noted uh, to you guys, just worried about that that injury, worried about the neck injury. I know they say it's no big deal, but you know, being a linebacker uh, and and you know all the hits he's going to make, I was very concerned, and I thought they were so concerned that they just said, you know what, no. we're not going to do. And it. you know, he played last year; the neck yeah, wasn't a problem. Of and, and 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 I would have thought the problem would have been, do I want to stick my neck in there to make a tackle? Right, Am I right, putting my head in there right. with my helmet? And he really didn't have that problem. Right. The problem was he broke his collarbone. Uh, and he didn't have an off season, right? He he was able to rehab coming back from the from the neck surgery, but then you missed the first the first game. It was the first series, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you're out four or five weeks, and now and you're switching positions from outside to inside. And I just thought towards the end he was starting to get his sea legs under him, and then he did the ankle thing. Uh, so. Uh, to me, he's the best linebacker on the team. You know, and I know Parsons is really good, but we ain't seen it. We ain't yet, seen it yet, no. Right? Dude, that's, a, there, that's, and, a true, that's a true statement. He's and this the best other linebacker assumption, and, and Bill, we'll go to the rest of the draft, is that the Cowboys fixed their defense by taking eight guys. <laughs> well, all eight aren't going to make this team. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, and, and you would want them to, but it's probably not going to happen. And they're not all going to go out there and play right away either. And they're uh, not all going to go out there and play well right away. Yeah, yeah <laughs> when exactly. they are playing, the yeah. rookies. Not every rookie goes out there and gets eleven interceptions. I know, right? man. That's a tough thing, man. You know, <laughs> the bar right. set so high. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. All right, uh, the cornerback didn't want to draft a cornerback. I wonder if he wanted to draft a cornerback in the second round. Let's yeah, right. find out. Coming back next year on Mix Shots. 
Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. Back, back, to mixed shots. Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dance youth camps are back this summer. All right, they're back this summer for athletes and dancers <laughs> of all skill levels. Save $25 with early bird pricing now through May 10th. Spots are limited. Register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy. Any kids you need to send to them? <laughs> I've almost got grandkids that are getting to be that age. Oh, <laughs> Oldest man. grandkid is four. So I was asking the other day, when can we start playing some youth games so I can go watch them play? <laughs> they start them probably earlier than four, but yeah. he hadn't started yet. All right, uh, we continue on here. It is great that they've got the the uh, camps back. You know, I was uh, as an aside, um, I was the Rangers played the Red Sox on Saturday. They had 35,000 fans in the stands. And uh, I, I tuned in the Red Sox uh, announcers on the game. And uh, the Red Sox announcers could not believe that there were 35,000. Welcome to Texas, <laughs> big boy. <laughs> they were saying, well, the Red Sox are getting beat. And it was 8-6 to six or something. And Dak was at the game. Uh-huh. And um, uh, Dak looked like he was having a good time. Um, and <laughs> They, they, the Red Sox announcers not only sounded defeated because the Red Sox were getting defeated, but they really sounded defeated that there were 35,000 fans in the stands. <laughs> and partner, I don't see very many masks. No, no. <laughs> they, they keep saying you have mask or mandate. That, that, that makes no sense. I could always say, well, I, I have a beer. All you got to do is walk around with a beer uh-huh. and no mask. Well, yeah. you, heard what happened, you heard what happened, uh, the opener, right, when they had 38,000 there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw the story twice. Some guy bought a hot dog, and he held it in his hand for nine inches <laughs> to make sure if the, if the ushers came by to yeah, tell him, hey, no, mask no. up. Come on, it's like, man. Hey, come hot on, dog. man. Give me a break. All right, let's move to the <laughs> second round of the draft. And the, with the 44th pick, the Dallas Cowboys select Kelvin Joseph, yes. cornerback from Kentucky. First off, uh, Mickey, do you think that the Cowboys were trying – uh, to trade up in the second round, maybe package that extra third round pick that they got in the trade uh, with the Eagles to try to move up uh, to get a different cornerback. Yes, I think they were. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that cornerback uh, went first to Jacksonville. He went first to Jacksonville, <laughs> so you couldn't have made the trade with Jacksonville, uh-huh. right? And I think they were trying to do something with the Jets uh, at, at at the second spot. Uh, and uh, they just – there was no sense doing it. After Once Tyson Campbell, Campbell went after to Campbell Jacksonville. Went. And then I think they were trying again to get up 
Uh, and then, fortunately, Atlanta wanted Richie Grant, the safety, safety. from Central Florida. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't from a lack of trying. And then they might have. I don't know if they would have taken the safety in the in the in the uh, mm-hmm. second round that high at eleven or at twelve. Uh, but Las Vegas took care of that, right? They took. How do I say it, Morick? Yeah, Morick. Merrick. It's Tra- Merrick. Merrick. It's Merrick from Texas. Trayvon Christian. Merrick from TCU. So those guys went off the board, and it's like, okay, so the best uh, corner remaining that fit their needs. Uh, I know everybody talked about Asante Samuel, but they didn't want a short corner. Uh, so Clearly, they, yeah, <laughs> when you right. look at the other corners that they took so, later, so, so they it's like okay, the most val you know the most talented corner is Calvin Joseph. Now, have we vetted him well enough to take care of our concerns about his character to make sure it's worth taking him at that spot? All right, Mister Cornerback, what do you think of Calvin Joseph? Oh, I, I like the the pick. I really did. I mean, when you're looking at. Uh, uh, Trevon Merrick, Merrick, Merrick yep. being being taken. You know, first of all, you can't have two Trevons on the team. That's just too confusing. <laughs> uh, one corner on one side, one on the other. That's just. Uh, but this guy here is very interesting. Very interesting young man. You talk about vetting him. He's very. Uh, how can I put it? Uh, uh, diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has four albums. Have you, have you listened to any of his work? I have not listened to his work, but <laughs> dude, you gotta play some ball here. You know what I'm saying? You're not you're not into boss man right. fat. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not into that. I'm sorry. I, I haven't heard it. Neither and, was LSU. Yeah, and then he, that's why I would imagine that's why they, he transferred. So well, yeah, he seems to be a very headstrong young man, which is good as a cornerback. That's what you gotta have. You have to be an individual. That's Seems like what he is, and I tell you what, he's not afraid of anybody. You know, and most cornerbacks will say that. But he has gone up against the best. He's gone up against the Heisman Trophy guys. He's gone against guys that at Alabama. He's gone up against. He's in the SEC, which has some of the best wide receivers in the country, and he has held his own. He's got like I think uh, five picks. Yeah, he had, uh, he had four picks last year. Four picks yeah. last year. Uh, he he does very well on the knockdowns. His coverage is good. Dude runs like a four three. Well, he said that you know obviously these pro days you got different stopwatches on mm-hmm. them, and there was there were some that had him under four three at a four two eight. Oh. I think officially it, it, they had, had him down at like a four three four. Yeah, that's the, that's official. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the average. Yeah, right. I mean, this that you, you just have to give that guy some kind of love. Like I say, he's not afraid of anybody, and that's what I like about guys like that. You're talking about size. He's only five eleven. You know, which, you know, he's not Asante Samuels Jr., but I'm looking at uh, a guy a little bit shorter than me. Uh, and they, he, they've got him at 5'11 and a half, so, so give oh, him so an, another him half, half inch. Yeah. Well say six feet there. I know, yeah, that's right. Foot corner. Okay, let's and we can that. give him 200 pounds. They got him <laughs> yeah, he's at 195. Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay, here we go. It depends on what he had to eat that next right. day. So. No, I think that's a good pick. Uh, you need a guy who's been through the SEC with some of the best uh, wide receivers in the country. Uh, he's always played man-to-man. Kentucky had a great defense, I thought, in the NCC, in, in, SEC in regards to how they played. And so he played with a good team. He played with a good unit. He played for, I thought, a good coach. And, you know, I think he's going to do well here with us. Uh, they just I, need I to like make- a guy like that who has yeah. – like I said, just like the linebacker, I like a guy like that who has some type of individuality. He's not just going to toe the line because that cornerback, you got to do what you got to do out there. You know, you talk about having help and things of that nature, and you only hear your name called when you get beat. This guy right here, he has that mentality to where, you know what, they're going to call my name and not just for getting beat. I'm going to be making plays. Uh, does it concern you um, that he started his career at LSU, suspended for the bowl game, and then transferred to Florida? Yeah, yeah. You I can, mean, to Kentucky. No, no, he transferred to Kentucky, but, uh, you know. Guys have their problems. They just better make sure somebody gets with him and gets his priorities right. Because if that, if that right. doesn't happen in his career, and let's say he had the same kind of season at LSU yeah. uh, that he had this year at Kentucky, he's a first-round. He's up that's there in the, in the same yeah. equation with, uh, with the other corners yeah, at the top right. of the draft, don't that's you right. think? And I, I think, mean, from a talent you know, standpoint. And, and, and if you think about it, LSU's not like the most strict place in the world Mm -hmm. and they basically i think gave him an invitation to that's the concern there yeah Yeah. and so that's the concern that and 
okay, it's great that you, you know, think you have a, a rapping career, but <laughs> football's going to pay the bill, right. right? You're probably not going to make the money that you're going to make in football. So he needs to understand his priorities. Well, let, let, let's, you know, let's look at it like thing, this. Let's look at it like this. Mike Stoops was, was really – Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops uh, was mad at him because he, he opted out the last two games of the season and didn't mm-hmm. have anything nice to say about him. But then after the pro day, he basically went on record and pointed out that this is one of the most talented corners in the draft and he can have a long career in the NFL. Now, just got to keep himself straight. And, you know, the thing about uh, uh, playing in college, you know, uh, he wasn't looking at getting a degree. So, you know, he was making moves that, that he thought were just good for his own future. But now that your future is here, your future is now, he's got to realize that. You know, he can do whatever he wants in the offseason or whatever. That doesn't interfere with his offseason work. But but this is the time now. Uh, no distractions with pandemics and things of that nature. It's time to come here and play football just the way we – no more opting out. You can't opt, opt out of anything. But let's face it, guys. When you opt out your last two games the way it was with the pandemic, to me it's no different than opting out of a, a – a, a mid-level bowl game. And that's what mm-hmm. a lot of guys right. did. As, yeah, a as lot the of guys draft did went that. along, I yeah, saw that's I other guys unusual. did it too, yeah, right? It's like, ah, oh, i got to protect my future I agree. here. And so we're that not part I wouldn't put against game. him. Not right. at as long as he, not at all. whatever he did at LSU, uh, uh, no more of that. And, and, you know, as far as his, his music career is concerned, you know, that's something that, he, of course, he has to realize taking a back burner because it, it ain't paying like you're going to get paid by Jerry Jones. You got an extra room at your house? <laughs> yeah, Everson, you can mentor him. We you need a mentor for this guy. I'm trying to mentor my son. I ain't got time for two right now. So I'm done. I'm done. You know how they talk about a guy that grows up in a family where the dad's the coach and you're yeah. always talking football? We sent him to Everson, yeah, right? That, that, but he better learn how to football. cook because I'm tired of cooking. In the house, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, there were a couple of other cornerbacks, or one cornerback late in the third round, and then another cornerback in the seventh round that apparently is going to get uh, shifted to safety, who mm-hmm. are 6'4 in height. Obviously, length was a big calling card. And he's the, skinny, skinny. But yeah, the third How do you round. six Deshaun four? And, and what did they have? like one eighty three or something? Right? Yeah, one eighty three. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he better pack them on. Maybe he's wiry. Is that what it is? You know, <laughs> a skinny guy. He, he's not weak. He's wiry. He needs but. to get in the training room and get them protein shakes going. And no one was happy about that pick. I mean, it, no, it wasn't because it the, didn't grade out well at all. That's the because experts. the experts had him as a seventh rounder. Wow. The, yeah. The experts did. But the, uh, but if, then you talk to some of those experts, and uh, since they were ranked. Uh, you know, Dane Brugler does a great job. He did an unbelievable job year-round studying it. And, you know, and Dane, you know, you, can, you can't rank them all as right. third-round picks. And right. he had him. And what happens in that whole mock draft community is the others get into it in January. And you can't – you don't have time enough in your day to go through 350 prospects. Right. And so if Dane's got him ranked 300th or whatever – you don't get the – and so you just ah, you put him down. Yeah, as, they haven't even looked rounder. at him. You they really don't exactly. study him. That's and, right. and when you look – let's just look at numbers here. Okay, you got 4440. At 6'4", you run a 4440. Yeah. That's pretty doggone good. And so if you're talking about being a safety, depending on what type of uh, uh, instincts he has, what type of recognition he has, you're talking about an extremely rangy young man at safety. And I could see that happening with the Cowboys. So he, Dane had him as the 38th ranked corner. And Mel Kuyper had him as 44th. So there you go. But, you know, but, but, it, but to Dane's credit, <laughs> right. when, when they, he was on the draft show here mm-hmm. at DallasCowboys.com, and he pointed out, he goes, well, you know, sometimes I make a mistake. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not going to say they're wrong. He goes, there's only so many guys we can look at, and, you know, maybe I missed it. Not everybody well, else would say that. It's like, oh, what yeah, are they so- doing? Here's where I had them. And, and they don't and, even look at him. They really don't even study this guy. And but, you know, I know Dane does. And and uh, he, but he might be a seventh rounder when he was on the tape from from Oregon State. Right. 
But he's as a 6'4", 183-pounder, they're looking at him as a guy that they can develop. What you know, And other teams, once you get into the third or fourth round, that's and that was late third. That was basically a fourth-round pick. Uh, we're talking the 99th pick in the draft. Right. Uh, that's the sweet spot to so that was try three, to grab that was those third, developmental third guys. That was our third-round pick. And the other part of it is, they were probably, in fact, Jerry Jones talked about this at the end of the draft on Saturday when they were on the clock at 99. They had four picks or so, four players that they were interested in. And Jerry said, as it turned out, we got three of the four players, mm-hmm. whatever. So you, so I would assume that Jabril Cox was probably one of those guys because he was their next pick. Maybe the, Alan, the uh, Josh Ball, Josh Ball. Uh, may have been one of the guys. And so they got fortunate where they got other guys that uh, they were thinking about at 99. And the other part of it is Wright goes at 99, and then there was like four cornerbacks that went bang, 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 bang <laughs> right after that. It was like, it was like once, once other teams saw that, Oh wait, that guy went at ninety nine. <laughs> we better get these other guys, cornerbacks. <laughs> and he's got a dimension they were looking at. They're looking exactly for, right. That's right. And they're looking for Richard Sherman. The kid didn't. Yeah. The, the kid <laughs> didn't doing. do his 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 uh, post his interview after he was picked. Like, oh God, I'm shocked. He was like, no, I'm I'm going to be the best corner on the team. That's right. mm-hmm. and now it's he's like, a all right. He's a guy uh, from Oakland, I believe, the Oakland area, uh, who he went to City College in San Francisco, and then he went to College of San Mateo, and then he went to Laney College, which is the college that's being wow. featured on, uh, what's the name of the show? Um, third, third, Last, Chance Last Chance U. Last Chance And in fact, his brother is on that was on the last chance you show that was based at Laney College, whatever, and he's now at Oregon State also. So that's the road he's taken to get, and then he plays for two years at Oregon State and plays well, you know. So I love guys that that just don't give up, uh-huh. you know, because right. the stories out there they aren't all as as great as Michael Parsons or, or even Chancey Golson or somebody like that. How about Richard Sherman? I mean, Sherman went to Stanford, but as he was fifth round, yeah, but he was a fifth round draft pick, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so somebody said that no, you can't do it, you know. And by golly, he did it. That's right. You know, that's what, you know Someone stubborn. told Everson Walls he can't that's do it, right? so stubborn. And what round did you go in again? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> hey, I have been boycotting and the draft was, for decades. And there was 12 rounds when he was in the Ooh, man. And it, but it only took two days, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder where Mel, where Mel Kuyper Jr. had you. Oh, don't even start. I'm so <laughs> mad at the draft, guys. I, I only got back into this because I had to do my research with uh, for you the, guys. Yeah, right. Otherwise, I never look at the draft. As far as I'm concerned, don't get me started, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move on. All I'll, right. I'll put and, a damper uh, on this thing. We continue <laughs> with more of our draft recap. And whatever Mickey has in front of him, he's got all sorts of stuff in front of him when Mick Shots continues in a moment. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life. Starting at just 20 bucks. join now and get your exclusive fan pack and member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. All right, we're running down this uh, Cowboys draft, getting uh, Mickey and Everson's take on uh, the picks that the Cowboys uh, made and we talked about the last third round pick, uh, the two defensive linemen that went uh, earlier in the third round, Osa Odigazua out of UCLA, yeah, and Chauncey <laughs> Golston uh, from Iowa. Odigazua, uh, who was a three-time state champion wrestler yes. in high school, heavyweight, yeah, and uh, was uh, awfully good. Uh, so maybe he can wrestle well. As it looks when like he's probably you're a, a three nose tackle, technique. defensive tackle. You better be able to wrestle well. Plus, he's a little bit undersized. But, I think but, he's a three technique. Yeah, yeah but fact, he's, he's still extremely active for mm-hmm. a three technique. I mean, you're talking about eleven and a half sacks, and mm-hmm. I like the tackles for losses. That's what I look look for in all of these. 27 tackles for losses. You both know, both those guys had identical numbers. Didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they? And, and, and that just shows initiative. You know, you're not just sitting up there waiting on something to happen. You're being aggressive. And that's what I like about it, especially from a nose tackle. And you're being aggressive like that. You're getting tackles for losses, 27 and a half of them. That's a lot so, of and tackles it's, for losses. And it's, it's, it's time to get back to playing that way up front instead of playing catch. Right. And they right. were playing catch last year, and they didn't catch well. And he's not, he's, to me, he's not, he knows he's not big enough to catch. He's only 282. You got to go. You got to go. And you got to move. It's, you know uh, what I mean? So his footwork and that wrestling uh, 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 ability, I think that's going to bode well for him inside. He's, it's like, I can't remember, I got, I got it written down in here how many bench reps. But really? Six, one and a half. And so he's he's the type of get up under a, a he looks lineman good. and he looks good. drive he's, him back. He look, doesn't look like he has much body fat at all. For somebody 285, 82 pounds, that's pretty impressive. He had had 25 bench reps. His older brother, Oa Mm -hmm. uh, Odigazua, was a third-round pick of the Giants in 2015, and he was more of an edge guy. I think he had injuries, and so he only lasted in the league a couple of years. Uh, But he was was drafted 74th by the Giants, and Odigazua went 75th to the Cowboys Mm -hmm. here. I saw an interview with Jim Mora, Jr., uh, who was his coach at UCLA, recruited him to UCLA before uh, he was gone and Chip Kelly came in. And he's very high on a Digazua. He thinks that he's really going to have a nice career. And he's and he he did say no, you don't want to play him at the nose. You want to play him. Uh, at, he thinks that he can develop into a three technique, mm-hmm. and, and you can even play him on the edge some. Mm-hmm. But, right. So and then Chauncey Golston, the kid from Iowa. I mean, you look at him, and he's the Ty- Tyrone Crawford replacement. Yeah. I think. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Kind of a and he's defensive high man, character guy, really high character captain inside. guy. You know, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I, I thought those two picks. Uh, you know, everybody two hundred seventy pounds, it's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I think I think the best pick outside of Parsons, the the, the pick I liked the best in the draft was Jabril Cox. Right, uh, the first pick of the fourth round. I think that. I mean, when you look at him, what he did at North Dakota State, and then North Dakota State wasn't going to play a season when the pandemic hit. He transfers to LSU, and he does the exact same stuff at LSU that he did at North Dakota State. <laughs> I mean, you're so talking he proved a guy at that level that yes, he can do this. His yes. three years he started at North Dakota State, they won the national championship. Mm-hmm. So he's got three national championships. He 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 was a a, a graduate, so he could transfer. Uh, and pick up a fifth year at LSU and, you know, played well, versatile there. Some people, you know, was like, well, you know, sometimes against the run, he misses tackles and this and that. I like his he's, versatility. He's a I space like, guy. That's, again, that's, that's the word I was going to use. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the linebackers, you know, it, the Dick Buckus era is over. 
You know, you got to be able to drop into coverage, and 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 you you want linebackers that don't have to come off the field when you go in your nickel, because mm-hmm. and, and, teams will say, okay, they're a nickel. Well, let's run. We'll go three rides, spread them out, and That's see if I'm the linebackers about. That's exactly can do what it. I'm talking about. And and again, he's another guy like Parsons that if he's on the field, is is he playing the run? Is he dropping into coverage? Is he blitzing? He can do different things. And yeah, and I thought that that pick. I thought made the Cowboys draft, and if that pick didn't make it, then the next guy did. The offensive tackle from Marshall, mm-hmm. Josh Ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us about Josh Ball. Well, let's let's go into it uh, because it ain't uh, pretty. There was there was the <laughs> asterisk pretty. next to his name. <laughs> why he had to leave Florida State, and it it ended up being one of these deals where. Uh, you're a young man, and you got yourself into trouble with a girlfriend. Uh, there was some, you know, domestic abuse there uh, that she uh, reported. You um, never got charged with anything, and you know, and everybody knows that he got suspended uh, at Florida State. But it was by the Judiciary Committee, which is the student body committee that goes over. Uh, student uh, dis- conduct, conduct, yeah. conduct that, yeah. yeah, when things go wrong. So they suspended him for a year, and when it came to the legal part, uh, I guess she filed an injunction for him to stay away, and he uh, agreed. I think they both agreed to sign for uh, the injunction to uh, to stay away, and he ended up transferring to Butler Junior College in Kansas. Played a year, and Florida State wanted him back. He was starting, and the uproar uproar continued. And so he thought the best thing was to move back to Virginia, closer to his parents, and he went to Marshall. And uh, all I know is I saw this stat on him that – in 687 college snap uh, snaps, he allowed three sacks. He's six eight, three ten, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, six seven and three eighths. Okay. <laughs> I rounded it off. I took that license. You round it up. You round it up, Sacks. You don't want the six eight off- offensive lineman though, because he's not versatile enough to play but guard, right? He has he has thirty five thirty five inch arms. arms. That's the key. He's got scared. the thirty five inch arms. I was scared to measure mine. <laughs> you know, I have I need to measure my arms because I have thirty six inch sleeves. Is it the same? Uh, I don't much. have thirty six inch arms though. Yeah, so I, mean, I wonder what that. shirt. What's his shirt size? Is he? Does it thirty five? If you have thirty five inch arms, I don't know where they measure it from. I think they measure it from like the your back, middle <laughs> of your back. I, I thought, you mean like the shoulder blade? Shoulder, the shoulder blade? I'm not sure. So how when he buys a shirt, does he have to get thirty eight inch sleeves? I don't. They don't because they don't have them. They barely have thirty six. I don't know. Mine, I know mine are like 32. <laughs> we could get Henry Shroka down here and he measure it out yeah. for us. <laughs> Chris Beam said we can get Henry Shroka down here and he can measure our arms and see. Probably can run to the forty two. I don't, I don't want my hands. So I guess I have, That's all I know. I have I'm, to I'm play. Pretty, I'm pretty sure I have. My my arms probably longer than yours. Right, Bill? I got, I mean, I got what size what size uh, shirt do you wear? I'm same as you, 36. 36, yeah. yeah. Guess yeah. I'm a guard then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did, but, do you remember what your hands measured at? I don't recall anybody ever measuring my hands. It was a grambling, man. Nobody give a damn about what grambling people's hands like. <laughs> hands, they, they, arms. They barely, That's why you didn't they get drafted. They brought out a clock. If they like, would have measured your hands. I, I think they timed me by Look how big by his hands score. are. No they, wonder he had 57 they, interceptions. They, 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 they uh, timed me by the game clock on the on the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> so so I know. Two-minute warning, Ghost of Old Bitches. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> so I know his, his, his past came up. His history came up, obviously. I thought he answered the questions well, that, you know, I'm, I'm moving forward. I put that behind me. I wasn't going to let that stop me. Uh, and then the Cowboys, I thought, answered it about, you know, we we checked into it. It wasn't like we just dismissed it. And I think Jerry's point was, you know, I always uh, admire somebody that gets knocked down like that, makes a mistake, and then rectifies everything and changes. Uh, so we'll see. But to me, 
if this guy is good enough to start at Florida State, you know, maybe he's good enough to step in here and challenge to be the backup swing tackle. Uh, he was a left tackle. I'm guessing if you can play left tackle, you ought to be able to play right tackle. Uh, and if you look at the Cowboys' depth chart at the tackle position, I know they signed Ty Nusecki, a veteran, but this guy's like 35 going on 36, a local guy from Arlington, right, yeah. Bill? And, and so, you know, and then the, the guys that played last year, Terrence Steele, uh, who, who started a bunch of games, but, you know, I don't know how, how well he played as an undrafted, uh, undrafted rookie. And then you've got Brandon Knight, and Mitch Hyatt, and, you know, none of those guys have been drafted. Mickey, you know who else was good enough to start at Florida State? Who was that? Cam Irving. Yes, I know. <laughs> but you know what? He ended up playing in the yes, league, he right? He was a first-round draft pick. I mean, how many years? He's, last year was He's like still six in the or league. seven, and somebody signed him to a, uh-huh, a multi-year right. deal. Well, well let, let's, let's be I don't let's, know what, this what is, tape they were looking at. This is something we, we – oh, stop. <laughs> this is something that we, we need to be concerned about. When, you talk, when you're talking about players that have uh, personal issues like ball – uh, and you're talking about this pandemic uh, easing. Uh, let's just remember the last time we had the pandemic, it was, what, 1918, 1919. Then what followed that was the roaring 20s. Okay, <laughs> let's be clear about that. Everybody so broke everybody out. Everybody just right? like, ah, you know, it's going crazy. So we could, Not even I remember that. Okay? <laughs> we, could poss- <laughs> we could possibly have a lot of problems uh, off the field with a lot of players just because, and not, of course, you know, we're just a, a reflection of society itself. As we have a lot of issues in society coming off of this, I think the more issues we have uh, uh, from other individuals, then we're going to have these same proportional problems in regards to the players themselves. Because now we're going to be out there a lot more, and, and there are going to be a lot of problems waiting on you while you're out there. So if you already have issues in the past, then uh, you need to be very, very careful. And I think uh, the, the Cowboy organization needs to be aware of that because this is going to be an unusual year coming back from last year's dismal season. I mean, the entire NFL had a dismal season. And now all of a sudden we're facing uh, freedom. Yep. You know? Free at last, free at last. <laughs> free at last. And now all of a sudden people are going to be out there going buck wild and – you have to be under control in regards to that. So you got to watch yourself, Mickey. Don't get out there going yeah, crazy. Yeah, right. They're, <laughs> they're already going wild, right? 30, Mickey, uh, how many thousand people did they have at the Rangers yeah, game? That's right. <laughs> Mickey, uh, who's the Cowboys' uh, fourth wide receiver right now? I think that's a spot that's up for grabs. You would probably say Cedric Wilson. Yes, that's what I would say. But I don't think it's solidified. I would say that. And then and who, you like, who, who is your um, – who are your top three wide receivers next year if Michael Gallup leaves in free agency? You'll need one. That's right. That's what one of the one of my things. You know, we're talking defense, defense, defense in this mm-hmm. draft. Mm-hmm. And one of my things is okay. What about wide receiver? Yeah, wide receiver looks great with your top three. It looks great. But there is a you need to stay ahead of the curve on that, and realizing that Gallup's going into his last year, Cooper's contract where it is, you know, and at some point, do you is he going to play out the entirety of and the contract? Cedric, Cedric's CD, on a one year and deal. Cedric Wilson's the same as Gallup, same draft, right. and 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 so I thought. As much as we're harping on defense, 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 if there was a wide receiver in the third round that you really like, I wouldn't have minded using one of those third-round picks on a wide receiver. Uh, And you can go back in history where it has affected the Cowboys, where they thought they were fine at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. I'll go back to 2008. Jordy Nelson is sitting there in the second round. The Cowboys have two first-round picks, Felix Jones and Mike Jenkins, okay? T.O. is on his last legs with the Cowboys, whatever. We're thinking, they don't need a wide receiver. Why would you take a wide receiver with one of those late first-round picks? Well, Jordy Nelson turned out pretty well. That 2008 season, what happens? The Cowboys wind up have a problem at wide receiver, and they wind up trading for Roy Williams, giving up the 2009 first-round draft pick. And so, that it, did not so not only the 08 season, things were catapulting, but it catapults to the 09 draft. Okay, then fast forward to 2017. Okay, in that draft, the Cowboys take Taco Charlton in the in the first round. They take uh, Cheeto Awuzie in the 
in the second. I know they love Juju Smith-Schuster. He mm-hmm. was in for a visit, whatever. He went the pick after Cheeto. Well, what happened that year? That was Dez's last year. And the Cowboys then the next year, they, they were so desperate at wide receiver, they got to trade a first-round draft pick to get Amari Cooper in there. My point is you have to stay ahead of the curve on wide receiver. Hopefully, Simi Fihoko in the fifth round might be able to uh, be one of those guys who can uh, project on down the road as being a guy. You didn't uh, you didn't like that idea that year they were going to have receiver by committee? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine I, if the committee's good. I, I got to say, guys, you know, if you don't find that, third receiver who would be of the, the caliber of a Gallup or someone like that, the tight end position has to be very prominent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that needs to be very important in your game Which, plan. Which, by the way, I saw Jarwin out there How's running. How's he looking? He was running. Like Look good? Running, running. I yeah. love that. To, to me, he was my favorite. I mean, yeah. I, I talked about and him And I keep telling everybody time. about Lael Collins. He does his rehab with Dak, and whatever drills Dak does, not throwing because they're mm-hmm. not throwing out here, <laughs> He's doing the same, and he's moving awfully well, and he looks like he's lost some weight, too. So uh, I think that's very encouraging, and I've been told both of those guys, Tyron Smith and Lael Collins, that they're counting on them to be right back where they were before their surgery. And what surgeries. about Jarwin? It, it, and Jarwin and was be- running just well. And the best thing about Jarwin's injury, it happened on September 12th, right? not, not December 12th. Right. You know? so, he, so by the time they play a game, he'll be mm-hmm. a full year uh, removed, mm-hmm. right? And it was an ACL, right? It was an ACL. Yeah. And, and usually ACLs, uh, they're, unless now all, not all ACLs are the same. If it's not complicated. Yeah, if it's not complicated, then he should be good to go. Uh, well, he's out there running now. Yeah. So. I mean, he'll be able to probably take part in I mean, if they have OTAs. Yeah. <laughs> that, that can take a big load off your third receiver. It mm-hmm. really can. Right. It mm-hmm. can take a big hey, load off. Gallup was a third-round pick. So this guy, I mean, if you read him and if you listen to him, none of these guys come in here lacking for confidence, by the way. <laughs> That's true. You know where Dane Brugler had Fihoko? Where? As a third-round pick. Really? The Cowboys got him in the fifth round. But the Cowboys aren't being praised for that. Like. Right. <laughs> but you know what I noticed, though? It, locally and Cowboy fans, it's always going to be a complaint on the draft. You, that's just what you're supposed to do. But I saw a couple national things that had the Cowboys yeah. in one of the best drafts uh, among some it's of the teams. It's no doubt it's one of the best because we answered our needs. And right? that's the main thing. And if got you the answer best your needs, defensive player in the come draft. Come on, you can't beat that. You can't beat it. You can, you can nitpick all you want. Somebody doesn't like Jabril Cox. Somebody doesn't like somebody else. Somebody doesn't like the wide receiver. You can pick it all you want. I want to see what happens in training camp. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure when Buffalo signed all those great players, the, the players that are great right now on their defensive line or on their defense, I'm sure someone complained about one of at least one of those picks that Buffalo had. Now they've got like an amazing defensive line. So I've never heard of any of them, you know, until they start kicking our butts. And right. I think that's the way it's going to be here. Until they start balling on the field, everybody just shut up until they, until they show me and otherwise. And st- stick those grades in your pocket. There you go, mm-hmm. man. I, that's what I wrote today. I said <laughs> if, you, if you graded the Cowboys draft on the two linebackers that they ended up getting, the best one in the draft in the first and Jabril Cox in the fourth, they get an A+. plus. That's right. Because those guys, I mean, that especially they can make if a you're difference. playing a base three four defense, yeah. I mean, and you don't know what those guys are doing. That's the best part of it. You they're they're so versatile mm-hmm. that you can and and that's what Dan Quinn talked about the versatility. And, and see, that's what I was going to say. The versatility with with all the defensive players we signed, and it wasn't just not the D linemen I'm talking about, but the linebackers in the secondary. If you look at that, we can disguise so many things as opposed to coming out with the defense that we had last year. And we had my man Jordan Lewis who's out there getting trucked, you know, doing the best he can on pass. He's getting trucked on the run defense. Him and Anthony Brown both. And they now we've got Brown guys, play Cox can get in spot. there, Parsons can be moved all over. Right. You know, we've got safeties and, and cornerbacks now that can be intertwined. To me, I think it that's the word I was going to use. It, it gave us a lot of versatility. And, and that's how Quinn answered my question during this press conference uh, Saturday night uh, when I said, you know, have you done enough in the draft and in the offseason mm-hmm. to fix what the Cowboys' biggest problem was last year, stopping the run? And, and he basically said, we've got guys that we can have different packages 
and be versatile with our packages and fit to what a team's doing. And they'll have time in the offseason to work on it. And he even <laughs> mentioned if, the, if, 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 a, if a team wants to play two tight ends, we should be capable of matching up. If He said 60% of the time you're in nickel. We should be able to match up now. And so You know teams are going to come out. Sure. Gonna, have you learned your lesson? Yeah. We will see. Yeah. And they're going to come out with the two tight ends and run situations. Don't be coming out with two tight ends, <laughs> and I got a darn safety playing strong side That's linebacker. Right. That's right. You know, now I've got a, a at least a corner slash safety in Keanu Neal that I could say, okay, there you, you play that. Yeah, spot. we're not even talking mm-hmm. about the signings right. we made right? outside the draft. And yeah. he pointed That's out right. the ability of Carlos Watts, uh, Watkins. Watkins and Brent uh, Ur- Urban. Brett, uh, Brett Urban. Uh, the, their ability to kind of big guys to put there in the middle. And you see uh, Tristan Hill rehabbing, moving really well after he tore his ACL. Uh, you know, you get him back, and Neville Gallimore with a year of experience under mm-hmm. his belt. And I like him. Of course, and, we all do. And I thought at the end of the year he had figured it out. Yep. Well, it might have taken some time. I don't know how they taught him, but he figured it out towards the end of the year. And he's not out there playing catch anymore. Mm-mm. You know, the the old, what was it, the old uh, uh, TV show, the Yo, Yo Rennie? Remember the dog? You set the dog to attack. <laughs> what year was, was this? Was this black and white? 1960. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry, I missed that you, one. You guys didn't watch Rin Tin Tin? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Seriously. What was no. the name of it? Rin Tin Tin. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rin Tin Tin. I, I, never, yeah. I didn't yeah. watch it. No. But you, you said Yo Rin. I don't well, know. Yo Rinny. Yo. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> you're, okay. Yeah, you're too young. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, we're the same age. He got us on that one. That's right. Yo Neville, uh, go get him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're about out of time. Yeah, we're way <laughs> yeah, out of time. We're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we're going time. back in time. Uh-huh. That's what we're doing. All right, <laughs> that does it for Mixed Shots, and we will see you again live in studio in next studio. Tuesday. Yeah. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!